Welcome back to Two Track Mind on the Two Track Mind podcast feed. I'm Liam Toms and with me as always is... Edward Crawley. And today we are coming at you with a Reading Festival special edition. Uh, but before we get started, I uh, just want to remind you that we are on a whole bevy of different podcast networks now. Um, so wherever you're listening to us, if you haven't already, please do subscribe. Ed, does your deal still stand about the review on iTunes? Yeah, I currently owe one person a pint and that will be upholded. Uh, but So if you can leave us a review or and rate us on Apple subscribe everywhere else i don't know if they do reviews yet but if you can subscribe so it downloads and all that stuff it it helps just spread the word and people are clearly you know doing that yeah it does some crazy shit with the algorithm as well doesn't it yeah yeah it just makes us more accessible and obviously we'd love more people to hear it so we can you know do cool interesting stuff with it excellent and if you are on instagram or twitter or facebook you can find us there as well we're pretty much across the board at two track mind pod yeah really enjoying the interaction we get actually uh instagram obviously everyone else doesn't see the the messages we get but twitter we've had we've had some decent interaction haven't we and yeah you're pretty on it with the replies because i sort of get the notification and i think i'll reply and you've already replied normally it's it's cool (laughs) It's my job. What can I say? Well, yeah, no, it's good. So, yeah, if you want to send us a message, any any episode ideas, you know, we're, we're up for receiving anything. We're pretty, we're pretty friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty friendly. As, as, as it goes, yeah. Yeah, right. I've, you know, we always respond. So if you do message us, we, well, yeah, we'd be happy to receive it. Excellent. So today we are talking about Reading Festival. Um, but we're not quite there yet. It's uh, it's still a few months away. The reason why we're talking oh, about Reading <laughs> is uh, because the lineup just dropped this week. Yeah. Uh, and it started a conversation between you and I, and that evolved into, well, we should do an hour talking about Reading. Um, and I mean, this this is the sort of time of year where that whole Reading cycle, Reading and Leeds for our listeners in the north, yeah. uh, the whole cycle kind of begins. And I think it was around this time of year that we used to get the the first lineup announcement wasn't it yeah so we were gonna possibly do this episode last year just after reading festival and make it you know a a favorite sets but we didn't get round to it and other topics came up that we preferred the sound of yeah we plan um but seeing as they've just dropped the lineup we thought well what better time but let's make it broad let's talk about our experiences you know some key moments that affected our our times there because between us we we did quite a few weekends i think i definitely back myself to go on mastermind <laughs> uh sit in the chair and discuss reading festival you know i think between us we've got a lot of knowledge about the festival we went lots of times yeah you're right i think you could probably do the years that you went and a few years either side because i think you continue to keep an eye on the lineup and we're what we're kind of looking at it in the years before we started going as well yeah yeah it's um it meant a lot to us, uh, that festival. And some of my favourite live experiences have been been at Reading, you know, in, what was it, Worthy Farm, is it? Uh, Rich, Little John's. Little John's. Farm. Where's yeah. Worthy Farm? I don't know. Is that Glastonbury? It might be something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, 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 I don't know. I ended up doing 10 years, not 10 weekends, but 10 years in a row. I think you did maybe eight. On and off. Well, mm. you only missed the t- first weekend I went, and so you know, eighteen years' experience of going to 
what a festival. What is it? An hour and a half to Redden Drive? Yeah, if that. You know, which is probably why we made a a beeline for it. But the lineups was were strong and God, what a way to tick off like twenty bands in one weekend that you'd you'd be desperate to see. Well, we were talking, weren't we, on the uh, top five episode recently of uh, bands we want to see live about actually how many we managed to tick off. Yeah, through doing yeah. the years at Reading, which we might not have done otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it was a great uh, asset to have. I remember working it out, sort of ticket value, and obviously when we first started going, I don't know what, what I was trying to work out what we might have paid for the day in two thousand three. I think it was about fifty quid. Yeah, and then it went up to like seventy five, and then a weekend started at maybe. I honestly seem to remember a weekend being about one hundred and twenty quid when we started. Mm. And going up to two, 200. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you'd have to do the maths. You'd almost be like, well, at the moment, there's 11 bands I'd like to see. I'd probably spend 15 quid a band. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But but we got into the business of buying the early bird ticket each year. So we didn't even know what we were buying into. We were just so yeah. confident that we'd enjoy the festival that we, we did it. Yeah, there, there was definitely a few years where the lineup wasn't as great. And it was more about the campsite. Yeah. But which I'd... was fine because it was so worth it. But I don't know that there was any one year in particular that we went that stands out to me as having been a weaker year. And I think once once all said and done, you've been to the festival, you end up seeing acts you might not have planned to anyway. And if they were good, you kind of walk away from each one thinking, yeah, it was it was a stellar lineup. And I think that's why when each year gets announced, you kind of look at it with this sort of... Uh, it doesn't look as good as previous years. Yeah, the previous yeah. years weren't that good until they happened if that makes sense yeah definitely and um i was thinking about it. it got to the point where you know that initial lineup wasn't the one you were getting excited about like you say so we'd just buy mm. the tickets because we knew most of the time we weren't staying for the main stage headliners and certainly in the latter years i think i was back at camp drinking you know <laughs> it, it was i can't remember many headliners i watched you know, it was quite cold, wasn't it? It was quite... Looked yeah, well, this is the thing, is it was camp. like the end of summer, wasn't it, Reading? I was saying this earlier on, that it um, doesn't matter, you could have had some of the hottest days of the year, but by the evening it was always It was cold, chilly. wasn't it? You're all there waiting to get out, yeah. maybe grabbing a bite to eat on the way back, and it was just cold. And, I, you know, we'll talk about it, because I've got a, a rough idea of how we can discuss it, but, you know, we always stayed in the same part of of the campsite pretty much yeah and it was it was a walk actually yeah because we sort of had this idea well it keeps us out of trouble but we can go and find it if we want you know <laughs> yeah it wasn't hard to find um but you know let's um what did you think of in fact I, it's really hard to word this question because the fact that we don't go anymore and we haven't since uh mine last day was 2013 and I've not really paid attention to it since that much. You know, I, I know the the bands that might be playing. But have you you seen this year's mm, announcement? Mm. It's, it's really hard to, to comment on it, as you say, having been out of the game a little bit. But I think there was a year, maybe two years ago, where the lineup was a lot of unknowns. And it looked to the outside eyes if they'd spent a lot of money on the headliners and not a lot on the rest of the lineup. Yeah. They actually passed this off as being an intentional thing that they wanted to bring some new blood into the festival. Yeah. I just wonder for someone, you know, that is our age, well, that was the age that we were when we were going now, 
I wonder how they see it and whether they feel they're getting value for money. Because looking across the, the lineup, there's a lot of names that I recognize. I probably couldn't put a song to yeah, them, but yeah, yeah. I, I recognize the name. So I've got to guess that it's fairly good for, for someone that's into these artists. But I'd be interested to know from someone who's like 17, 18 that's going right now, whether they feel they're getting value for money in terms of who's there, whether that's a good act to see, whether that's an exclusive. Whether, yeah, this is the thing. Do you thing. know what I mean? We, we definitely paid attention to if that band was playing other festivals. And I know there's a lot of, a lot of little festivals which seem to attract some big names, like um, Trans Mitt or whatever it's called. There's a lot of smaller festivals. Why Not Festival yeah. and stuff. There's a lot happening in like... Just hot, regional ones. Yeah, like and Victoria's I'm just thinking, are these and... the exclusive... Um, sets that you know we 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 were promised a lot of back in the day. Actually, you know, you'd you'd be looking for maybe a London offshoot date, mm. and you wouldn't get it because actually they were just doing Reading and Leeds, you know, and it was like it was a big thing. Well, when you uh, look across those lineups for those sort of regional festivals that are happening now, they're always very similar each yeah, year, yeah. and it's almost as if the the touring agents say, "Oh, you, to their acts, you're going to have a festival summer, and yeah. you're just going to go around the UK and do all of these small festivals." Yeah, you, yeah, you kind of just see these bills being repeated, and I wonder. Without having looked into it that much, I wonder whether Reading and Leeds gives a different selection or whether it is crossing over into those festivals as well. My feeling is that with a lot of the regional ones that it's a more mixed bag and that actually looking at the Reading and Leeds lineup this year, you're mostly looking at Radio 1, yeah, 1 Extra, those sort of like main channels and that kind of uh, artist. Yeah, I recognised... Uh, quite a few names, but without wanting to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, I don't want to try and comment on any of the names and and say, well, they, they yeah, I've heard they're big because I, I, I just don't know. I know that I know the headliners, obviously Stormzy, Liam Gallagher, and Rage Against the Machine. You know, mm. uh, Rage bit, for me is an odd one. There was a bit of hoo-ha about it, wasn't there? Because kids were saying they didn't know who Rage were. So when you look at the rest of that lineup and you think, okay, so this is geared towards a younger demographic, well, how do you then explain Rage? But I wonder whether they still need to have a big name for the headline of the festival to, well, to give it that Liam credibility. Do you think Liam Gallagher and Stormzy are that big name now? And actually Rage are the niche one of the... the yeah, three. yeah, potentially. But I think it's, it's there's almost like a credibility thing to it. But I wonder how many people are going. So if you're a Rage fan, they're not planning ever UK dates, no. are they? So you'd be going to well, this festival show. Well, funny enough, show. I spoke to someone about going for the day just to see Rage. There you go. So... So it becomes so their go. it becomes their London well, you know, their UK it, date. It's an odd one. I think I would have sooner seen them do Glastonbury, like the fake tour poster that got leaked had them doing Glastonbury rather than Reading. I think it's an odd choice. I think But would you rather I, see them play Reading or do like a Hyde Park day? Well yeah. <sighs> That's a tough one. I think just... It, it, so if I'm planning... Say I'm not going to see them at all. I'd almost would have preferred them to be doing a download or a Glastonbury. Glastonbury because it, it is one of the biggest festivals in the world. You know, and I don't think they've... As far as I'm, I know, my limited knowledge of Glastonbury, they've never headlined Glastonbury. Um, and I think they would have got... I think they would have got a better reception. Now, that's not... That's me just thinking... 
well, how many people might go for the day to see them? And I think a lot will. Mm, because, like you say, it's their only, uh, they're only doing Reading and Leeds. But you know, I, t- I don't know. I worry because of the day they're on. You know, typically when we used to go, Sunday was always the heavier of the days. Like a Metallica, a Slipknot, a Billy Talent, uh, As it goes down a Bullet for My Valentine, yeah. you know, maybe a couple of punkier ones or but something. That's the other thing as well, looking at the lineup now, is I think it's it's, it's more jumbled out. up. Yeah, it's yeah. T- there's no specific day anymore. It makes it difficult, I guess, if you're into one particular genre or lean towards one genre. Well, yeah, if you we wanted always, to go for a day, yeah, we which always days you knew go which for? days we'd be by the main stage yeah. or in the lockup or in the Radio 1 tent. And now it is just a, a mess. It That's makes... the one thing. I'm not bothered about the lineup because at the end of the day, someone going when we started in 2003, that wasn't billed for someone who was going in 1993 because you had Britpop, indie and all that. And you had the likes of Pulp doing the first time round and all of those bands and bands. Uh, I don't know, you know, Cooler Shaker and bloody bands like that. They were massive on the lineup. You know, I think I've seen a poster with Cooler Shaker almost co-headlining the main stage. <laughs> but they're not then going to be playing it in the, in, in the noughties. And as such now, this lineup isn't made for me and you going from 2003 to 2013. It's a totally different set of bands now. This is the way music's going. So you can't moan about the lineup. Oh, you, you no. can only assume they've done their homework. Yeah. I and th- it's been going this way. I, I always remember one of the years. Um, I can't remember who it is. Luckily, I have saved the images rather than print them off. That year, like, Panic at the Disco headlined. And I was like, what? Uh, it's, and it's, it's more recent than we've been going. And I was like, how's this happened? But then, I, you know, you look into it and you go, oh, God, Panic at panic got big again i remember a conversation around the time that we were going and probably towards the end of the years that we were going where there was questioning of who would be the future headliners yeah yeah yeah. because you weren't getting bands that were going to that level of say foo fighters pearl jam metallica i I remember i'm in the conversation like how many times can arctic monkeys headline it Mm. you know Mm. and all these bands you know i think kaiser chiefs played the co-headline slot maybe three times in, yeah. the, in the in the 10 years we were going. So it's almost inevitable that at some point you're going to get headliners that look a bit uh, premature to, to be in that position. Franz because Ferdinand. They've got it, to push but, them along. Know, that was when we were first going, but they mm. had that one big single. They played midway down the next year they headlined. The Darkness, Yeah. as I think we, we mentioned before, they took Jay-Z's slot. So originally the Darkness were down to play the Sunday, I found out like third on and what and ended up happening was they played the Saturday uh, higher up where Jay-Z should have been they they swapped well Jay-Z couldn't so they got bumped up because they had the massive single the next year they headlined and it's it did not get good reviews and I think they came out and apologised for it they said it was too, <laughs> and they said it was too early not ready for it but you know look at so we've just sort of jumped where I wanted to be but the headlines when we first started going clear headliners first year we saw Lincoln Park but the other headliners that year were Metallica and Blur you know you expect it White Stripes Green Day The Darkness sure you know The Darkness for whatever reason at that time they were a headliner then you got Pixies Foo Fighters Iron Maiden but then the latter years suddenly you've got um, Biffy Clyro you know Paramore My Chemical Romance co-headlining with 30 Seconds to Mars and you're thinking well they 
And it just, I don't know, it, it, like you say, then what we had that conversation of who, who is going to headline. And if they'd had one big album, they were then considered a headline band. Yeah. And I think maybe that's, uh, you know, a, just a changing of the times. I also wonder with the spread where we're talking about it not being um, sort of categorised by day so much, I wonder whether that's a sign that actually it's not, so much about the days anymore and that they are really trying to flog it as a festival experience for the whole weekend yeah and across the weekend you're going to see a selection of bands that you like but you might not have that sort of really concentrated day because i can remember years where we went where say friday you'd watch two or three bands and then you might have a packed saturday and then by sunday there's not a lot left to see and it did go like that some years yeah yeah i think you're right there um because that was one of the things i was going to say about those early years, I definitely seem to remember like pencil, uh, like writing off the Sunday because we'd just be at the main stage and maybe nip out for one or two other bands that we might want to see. But we definitely never went back to camp those first few years. We were in it for the day. Mm-hmm. And then the latter years, there was definitely like, I've got a three-hour time. I'm going to go back for a nap and I'll probably <laughs> put the cooker on and I'm going to have a sandwich or something that saves me behind something in the, in the arena. Yeah. You know, we definitely had, and yeah. you'd go back, and there was always someone just chilling. back at camp. It was very <laughs> rare you went back to the tent and someone wasn't sat down. How long you got? Oh, I've got two and a half hours now before I have to walk back. <laughs> or you'd be weighing up. Oh, I've got forty-five minute gap. Do I go back? Oh, I'm just gonna have to stay. I'll have to find someone. And you might go and watch a comedian. Yeah. You know, I never, uh, I never, I always wondered how people ever did without the um the lanyard with the times on yeah, yeah, like, yeah. constantly yeah. just like that was like a bible just like looking at like tr- doing the maths i've still got them some like, of them are trashed i was gonna dig one out actually for oh that for would have been evening. a lovely show and tell yeah. sorry um but so we, we you know i definitely do you remember waiting for the lineups oh yeah and definitely. buying like kerrang and enemy on a wednesday for that first page yeah, spread and it was the- never as many as what they're announcing now no, no, because no. Because they announced like, like six. Yeah, like, they announced yeah. like 90 bands the other day. Is that how many it was? Yeah, yeah. I it was, genuinely paused then. It was a huge <laughs> amount that they announced the other day. Um, and I, how many did I say I knew? 18. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a change of strategy again, because in the last couple of years, they've been doing lots of regular small bursts. And I think in the last couple of years, they didn't even announce all the headliners at once. They'd like oh, really? announced a headliner and a few other bands. Oh, wow. So they've actually gone back to the, the idea of like structuring it out of this is what the lineup. Uh, the, the layout of I the lineup like, is, it, but we never used to get as many as we've got. It was like maybe the radio one and the main stage headliners, yeah, and then and a maybe few underneath. three, yeah, underneath. That's what it was. But it would be uh, radio one. I think was normally when you get the announcement about seven o'clock on a Monday yeah, yeah. around the so beginning of March good. so about this time of year and we'd all be on MSN or whatever just <laughs> waiting have you seen have you seen yeah. it's blink it's bl- yeah. you know it's mad really but it was genuine excitement and with when it came to purchasing tickets they were always like 6pm uh, of an evening and we'd yeah. always sat there with our cards wouldn't we or well, our parents well card. actually we we had them uh, for the later years because we got the early bird yeah tickets. but when, when we but in the in the first couple of years and this and is, they this used is, to sell out i, I swear well, i remember this they did if you didn't get on quick enough it would sell out before the lineup was really announced yeah i don't think they sold out that quickly in 2005 yeah because i remember getting them quite easy but i think by 2006 there was a real surge of interest in the festival yeah, yeah. and a load of us were caught off guard 
and struggled to get tickets. And then after that, that's when we started doing the early bird. To, it was usually... Avoid the risk. I swear it was Ali who normally come up trumps. I've managed to get six. And it'd be like, <laughs> Which is yes! Polite, wasn't it? It's always Yes, polite. well done. Yeah. But I can remember one year where the guys had to go up to uh, HMV in Southampton and queue. Yes. Because they'd missed out on tickets online. Yes, that, oh my God. There'd always be like an allocation. But it wasn't every HMV. It was like the city centre ones. Yes, that I, I can't believe you remembered that. That's <laughs> Unfortunately, such a I never lovely did it, little but, detail. Um, yeah, I remember there was one year, I think it was 2006, it was really tough to get tickets. And then after that, we just thought, fuck it, and we got the early bird. Which allowed year. us also to go up on the, the Wednesday. Yeah, 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 that was included, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah which was uh, something we really did religiously do you remember the day we went up on the tuesday well that was an absolute disaster <laughs> and had to sleep in the car yeah, yeah. Well, because we assumed they'd let us in well because every year when we went on the wednesday and i think the wednesday entry was from six o'clock but we'd get there at say Eleven. five yeah, yeah. in the afternoon or something and it was getting earlier and earlier yeah each we, year. we and we're like well, it's, well it's always open so let's go on the tuesday night and surely they'll let us in yeah yeah and they did not let us in and we had to park in the car park just round the corner from those little uh, fair play there. I was really thinking about this fair play to George and Greg and Adam I think drove a couple of times we used to get parked so close to the festival on a free road yeah yeah and they were all the neighbours were like oh you're going to the festival are you yeah leave it there no one come here <laughs> you know and it was like how are we finding these spots well that was the I think that was the first couple of years and then they changed it to you had to park right over the other side of the river and uh, Madonna Bridge and track across the Madonna Bridge yeah which was repurposed from her shows at the oh, O2 mad, I think it was isn't it and yeah. that was that was crazy well that, that was, was a long walk then was, the is that the year we decided where we were going to camp um, can't remember. Do you remember the year with the trampoline on the in the campsite and me and you went and bounced on it? That was one of the first years. That was two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah. That was mental, wasn't it? <laughs> Just being allowed a trampoline. Yeah, not not, not like a, a little it, like you know one man one like no, a full size like fourteen foot trampoline. What the hell was going on? That was going to be one of my favourite memories. <laughs> it's a really sad thing, but yeah. But our, our our first time wasn't the weekend. It was the day. Yeah, two thousand three. Um, Bands, uh, so the headliners were Linkin Park, Blink-182, Less Than Jake Played, In Me, Bowl of Soup. We pretty much hovered around the main stage most of the day. Yeah, it wasn't a lock-up stage day, was it? No, so, we missed that. Yeah. Um, so it was mostly main stage I've and a mentioned bit before that we else. missed Billy Talent open the smallest stage, yeah. the Festival Republic, which was known as the Carling. Carling stage at that point. Carling yes, stage at that point. Sponsored by Carling. But, you know, you live and learn. Um but it was, and the darkness, obviously. Uh, and I just remember it being so sunny. We had disposable camera. Yeah. We've uh, still got those photos if anyone wants those. Yeah. <laughs> I they, they, I genuinely have the originals mm. um, in a in one of the little folders you get from when you get them printed. Um, but it was just amazing, wasn't it? I think we were hooked from the off. Yeah. It, it was really dusty that uh, day because it had been like one of the hottest summers yeah, on yeah, record yeah. Just, um, and I just remember the circle pitch just whipping up all this dust and just being caught up in it all that was amazing um, yeah that was a that was a good first experience because yeah, alright so let's cut to Lesson Jake and the circle pit what was the year they then said we're the reason they've put because that was that the circle pit round the sound tower yeah, I think they'd done that in a previous year, and then they'd put the fence up because. But two thousand three definitely didn't have the fence, did it? Uh, 
the do you mean the fence that was a little bit further back from the main yeah, stage? Yeah, so they almost split the front row to yeah, stop I think these that massive came, circle pits. No, that that came a couple of years later, maybe one or two years later, and that was partly because of that, partly because of um I think there'd been some uh some some crushes or something yeah, yeah. bad had happened. Uh so that was why that had been sectioned. But lesson oh, Jake, Chris, I remember saying we're the reason, you yeah, know, yeah. quite proudly. <laughs> uh, but we were definitely going round the sound tower, weren't we? Yeah, it was. Yeah. it was massive. Like I, I just, but uh, you know, as a um, Blink had that fire, didn't they? That said "fuck" yeah. as their banner. Um, <laughs> and I think it was, it's, you know, when you're that age and Blink are who they are, it was pretty mad to see them just in the dark, come on stage at a festival. It was a pretty big deal for kids, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, I mean, we probably only had been going to gigs for a few months before yeah, it was, that. Yeah. It was that year, wasn't it? And then suddenly, you know, Reading Festival and it being like 10 times bigger. Yeah, it was mad. I just, I don't, I don't I'm trying to remember what we ate and stuff, but I don't really remember it on for the day. <laughs> I, I think we were just so like... No, I can't remember. Trying to find our bearings and it was just... Oh yeah, this band's on, and then straight after, we'll, oh yeah, we'll just wait here. Mm. And you do the half an hour changeover gaps, and then it, every band that comes on that gap gets a little bit bigger. The bigger the band gets, and you know you find ways to fill your time. And it's it's just I love the festival feeling. So you went the following year for the whole weekend. For the weekend, yeah. Which my dad, when I was chatting to him, he said the only reason, one of the reasons I wasn't allowed to go for the weekend in two thousand three is because when he said, "How are you going to survive?" I said, I'll just eat biscuits. <laughs> and he, he he told that in my best man speech. He said, oh, you know, I used to say, uh, uh, just eat biscuits. You know, and everyone laughed. <laughs> it was like, well, yes, I did say that. But I genuinely didn't know what would be happening. But the first weekend I went, I went just well, me and my friend at the time, uh, Jamie. And uh, yeah, it, it was pretty random. We didn't know anyone. We weren't drinking no drugs or anything, you know. Two young guys just at a festival. His music taste isn't even massively similar to mine, so it was odd. So I, luckily I did sort of call the shots a bit. It was a great weekend. Green Day uh, had just released American yeah, Idiot. Yeah, see, I'm gutted that I didn't And they that. only played American Idiot. So they came on to American Idiot, and then it was just a greatest hit. So yeah. it was mad. And that was genuine, like... like I don't know how to explain the Well, the thing is, that was about a couple of weeks before American Idiot came out, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was really, it was your last chance seeing Green Day before they changed as a band, Yeah, yeah. But in the same year, The Offspring played before The Darkness, and that was insane. Was was that your first time seeing The Offspring? Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Oh, was it? I think it might have been. When did I see him at Wembley? Anyway, um, 100 Reasons on the main stage, uh... Because we did know some other people there. And I think it was them. Um, that was Lindsay, Lucy, Becky, Sellers. All of they, they were there, but they were in a different campsite to us. But we bumped into them. And uh, I think one of them said, you need to watch this band. I don't know if I knew them at that point. But then the streets, they were huge at the time. Middle of the day. Fit, but you know it. <laughs> you know... It was, sun was out. It was mad. That was the year 50 Cent got bottled. <laughs> and chaired. 
and chaired, which was horrific, really, to witness. Because a load of the guys came up for that day, for the Green Day day. So uh, Greg, George, Ali, I think Adam. There was about five of them all turned up just for that day. Um, first time I saw Goldfinger, which was insane. Um, at Tent was one of the busiest I've ever seen. The the Concrete Jungle, as it was called then. That oh, was the yeah, year was that, that um, I was stood with Jamie behind a couple... And the lady turned around and I didn't, Jamie didn't hear it. I was the only one who heard it. And she said, I really need to wee. And he said, we're not leaving. Just go. Oh my and God. she just pissed on the floor. Oh my God. Right by Jamie. Oh and so I moved, I moved across. <laughs> to, <coughs> I thought you were going to throw up. Yeah, no, just a cough. But yeah, it was, it, it was interesting. I was, uh, while I was writing my notes, I was saying to Christy, like it was, um, band wise, it was amazing, but not a lot happened. Went to bed early. There was someone who played music on a big speaker, maybe four tenths away. It was a nightmare. <laughs> and we shared a, a tiny two-man, which well, to, leaked. And to be fair, so I came then the following year for the weekend in 2005. And not a lot happened that year no, either, no. really. Like, you know, in those first few years, we were there for the bands. Yeah. Uh, we weren't drinking a lot in those days. No. Um, no. So, you know, we get an early night and uh, refresh for the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't was... until getting on for sort of 2006, 2007 that, uh, that we probably have as many stories from the campsite as we yeah, do yeah, from yeah. the arena. And I, I do think they make for better weekends. Purely because you're in, you're you're really just letting yourself go, for all of it, for the experience of staying up till one, two a.m. because you followed some random nice riot. You know, like there were, <laughs> I, 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 I thought I remembered like people just cheering people for stuff on the side of the stri- like side of one of the yeah, paths. <laughs> And you just getting involved, like, hey, nice T-shirt, you know, and just almost like pick-me-ups. We talk, like, about, we talk about fences getting put up. I think it was 2007 that they they introduced a, a breakfast tent, like an all-day yeah, yeah, breakfast yeah. tent in the middle of the campsite. Yeah. And we organised a, um, a conga line Sorry. through the breakfast tent. Uh, and the next morning we went past it and they put like a massive fence up around it so we couldn't do it again. And just a sense of pride that we'd done that. Yeah, and that it, was you. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a bad thing that we'd done really. I wasn't in the initial conga line, <laughs> but I remember you taking me there to show me that the fence almost <laughs> is proof that you'd done that. Yeah. Um, well, if anything, I'd help them out. I'd exposed a, uh, a flaw in their plan. Yeah. So our, our first weekend was obviously 2005 the year that Foo Fighters headlined, our first yeah. time seeing Foo Fighters. Anything you remember about the start of their set? Uh, I know exactly what you're on about. The, so Dave Grohl comes on <laughs> and does his kind of trademark, Hello, Reading! And some guy next to us, we were, we were quite far back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not like right near us, maybe like a, you know, yeah. 10, 20 people away from us, just goes, Hello, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was from... Um, oh, fuck. League of Gentlemen or something? League of Gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, the minstrel is it or oh, i don't know but one of the obscene characters um but yeah i just remember absolutely creasing up but that was the year of his uh also i maiden headlines the pixies yeah. killers i think we watched the killers. i watched some of killers yeah um incubus i remember just being in awe of yeah, that yeah. i think that was one of my highlights i was having my dinner excuse me i did i did watch them but i was uh 
I was yeah, enjoying which I quite often did. I remember yeah. having a nap. Chip baguette. During funeral for a friend. I slept <laughs> by the main stage because straight after funeral for a friend was no effects with a tiny banner, like an A4 page that just said no effects. And I remember being let down then a bit, enjoying the, <laughs> the songs, but the comedy went on a bit too long. I remember no. even thinking that then. And that was the first time I'd ever seen them. Do you remember it? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty accurate so recollection. Do you remember um, All American Rejects on the Saturday? Yeah. And then a lot of Biffy Clyro fans showed up almost instantly. Yeah. So Biffy, Biffy, That's right. Biffy. And uh, Biffy came on wearing white jeans. I don't know why I remember that because we didn't stay and watch him. But I, I'm <laughs> no, pretty I sure know. if I YouTubed um, that they'd be in white jeans. So Lock Up, as it was now then known. That's what it became in 2005, yeah? Yeah, Countdown. Which was branded alongside the Mike Davis yeah. show. Yeah, so it was just a day, up. I think. Yeah, it was then. Because um, they were still having two days of the dance arena, which, which was, was in shared, the same yeah. tent. So you had the likes of Anti-Flag, Rise Against, Bad Religion, Countdown, The Dwarfs, which he played in the Nuddy, didn't he? Yeah, uh, kicked based. our mate Barry in the head. <laughs> with his dick not maliciously just Million Dead yeah The Explosion and No Comply not a bad year yeah, really good. I remember watching Anti-Flag Rise Against Bad Religion we definitely watched Cap Down we watched yeah. Million Dead but we didn't really know who they were we were just like what the no, the guys did the guys knew who they were um, well they were on before Cap Down which is why we were there we got in the tent yeah. So we were already in for Cap Down, which is what actually happened a lot of the time at the lock-up stage because you'd almost be like, oh, I'll never get in for Millen Colin <laughs> if I'm not watching this band before. So we'll go in halfway, work our way to the front, and then we're in the pit for Cap Down, you know. Um, so we definitely watched Million Dead, which, you know, turned out we then... You you sort of see these bands sometimes. Well, this wasn't long before they split up. I think they did that. Was it that year? Yeah, and yeah. then literally the next month they played their final tour. Which is mad because what a time to bloody find out about them, you know. Mm. That's right. The guys had seen them opening for Finch earlier that year. Yes, yeah. Uh, some London Astoria possibly yeah. or something. They travelled yeah, yeah. up. So that's how we knew of them. But like you say, as a weekend, there wasn't tons going on but obviously in latter years we started to make um our own fun our own fun so some memorable moments i've got starting with some pretty placid ones the high jump yeah which there's video <laughs> footage of in there yeah is that a video you've made or greg no i made that all right and uh yeah. i want it thank you i could always uh jump pretty high um one of my fondest uh, memories, but also one of my memories that I I don't want to forget it, but it does still annoy me, is the fried bread incident. Oh, no. Do, would you like to explain yourself on this one? Okay, so you, as you alluded to earlier on, uh, used to have the little cooker, little gas cooker, yeah. uh, and, you know, quite infamously would make breakfast for whoever wanted it, really. Yeah. Uh, including me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had a uh, a taste for fried bread at the time. As we both did, yeah, uh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> do you know I haven't had fried bread in Yonks? I might, hey, I might do some. Um, 
<laughs> Did I complain that it was underdone or overdone? You fucking... <laughs> you complain. And I said, I think I turned around and went, well, cook your own fucking fried bread then. <laughs> and then you come back and we're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. No, 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 it's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, I think it was underdone. I think it was a bit stodgy. I'm glad you finally admitted Well, you know, I'm not happy about it. I was cooking for everyone. Little bats. But you enjoyed it. Yeah, the showmanship and everything, the centre of attention. <laughs> There's worse things. <laughs> um, so another one, obviously, classic festival stuff. Washing with baby wipes. Oh, I never did that. Oh. No. What did you do then? I, just, I had some shower gel and a flannel. I Baby wipes, uh, no. You went, how did you get the suds fully off you? Just like wet your flannel? Yeah, I, oh. well, I don't know. It's a long time ago now, but I definitely didn't use baby wipes. Oh, I was packs of baby wipes, me. No. All my bits, feet, you know, just trying to maintain a level of decency. And then the old bottle of water over the hair to yeah. get that prepped for the day. No, I just wore a hat for most of it, didn't I? Yeah, I do remember you being in a hat a lot of the time. I remember going to the um, the tap to brush teeth each day and then it and then me and I think it was me and Adam like, actually started this thing where we just like ran around like brushing our teeth it was like <laughs> a little exercise in the morning oh, that's quite brushing good. our teeth running around get ready to burn off that chip wrap later yeah you know um, obviously when we did start drinking it was when a lot of the really mad well I say really mad are really mad might be someone's sort of bread and butter um, but obviously we used to walk to the camp we'd take a sip out of like a can of pepsi and top it up with vodka and that would be like breakfast (laughs) yeah it goes down lovely a bit of fried bread you know it's that's mad isn't it and we'd be sneaking in cans of stuff well it used to be that you could just take in whatever you wanted and i think actually one of the first years we went you could even drive your car into your pitch and just offload everything and then that was you for the weekend yeah that was that was the but as the security got tighter and tighter um, you weren't allowed to take glass bottles, were you? So we used to have no. to get a bottle of vodka and then put it into a bottle plastic water. Yeah. Yeah, water bottle. Um, there was the one year that I decided that it was a good idea to do wine. And that was pretty much just because I couldn't You were be... doing uh, cartons, weren't you? Yeah, like a box of wine. Yeah, yeah a box of wine. I just wine. couldn't be asked to keep transferring the... Yeah, it was mad that year when you did that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Is that when indie dancing came out? Yeah, I think that maybe goes hand in hand. Do you want to explain indie dancing? No. <laughs> well, I will. It's when you have a cigarette in one hand. I never smoked a cigarette. You did, the, the... You did the hand for it, though. Sure. Um, if I'd had a cigarette, I could have plonked it in the, the, the... I don't know what you'd call that. Victory V. The Victory V that the <laughs> cigarette would go in, and you'd have a glass of wine in the other hand. Yeah. And you'd dance to indie music, yeah. indie dancing, as you see them do, you know. <laughs> Pretty much what it says on the um, tin. So obviously one of my fondest moments is the penis, uh, which I'll take a photo of the enemy cutting of me in it. Yeah, that was, that did some uh, did some distance. Huh? So what year was that? 2007. 2007. So our friend Tom bought a six-foot blow-up penis yeah. with him, brand new, in the wrapper. And blew it up, but then wasn't prepared to stick it to himself. Now, we just said that we used to transfer vodka into a bottle. 
And what I decided on this particular day, and I think, th- was this a Wednesday or a Thursday? It was the Thursday. There was Thursday. no bans that day, so it was all day drinking. I decided to then just top up that bottle of vodka with some Coke. I don't know why. I think I think I almost wanted to be a bit too drunk because I wanted to be loud or whatever. You know, it was a case of showing off. And this penis got taped, taped, taped to me. <laughs> uh and then much chaos was caused. Uh, you know, I took a fake wee in the... I, I queued up and then pretended to use the portaloo from six foot outside the door <laughs> and just walked around the campsite for what seemed like hours. Pushing being, it into people's tents. Yeah, I fucked a tent. I fucked a celebrity. Do you know who that celebrity was? Yeah, I can remember who it was. <laughs> Say <yeah>. the name. <laughs> no. It was not advised at the time. And I said, I'm fucking a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) You disappeared. You you like, you know, you became like a celebrity on the, of your own right on the campsite. And I didn't see you for a couple of hours. And then you like, uh, returned to the, to our our campsite. Yeah. um, In borderline tears. I think I was crying. Um, The trumpet player was playing sell out. The trombone. The trombone. Yeah. They stole me. They uh, they took me away um, after doing the 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 limbo. Was it? Yeah. Remember that limbo that yeah, spanned limbo. across yeah. the thing. And we met them there, and they're bow, 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 da, bow, da, bow, you know. And we had a bit of a skank with them, and then I followed them, thinking people were following me <laughs> for hours. <laughs> I turned around at one point, and you lot weren't there. Mm. I can remember vividly you saying, I just want to be someone to appreciate me for me, not the penis. <laughs> I've I... become the penis. You were Did I say that? Yeah, I think the VOD had taken its toll. But was that the same year we started doing the interview couch as well? Uh, I think that might have been 2006. So you... But you definitely did it in 2007 because I've got photos oh, no, of you doing Yeah, it. but we, you were involved. You were in the chair as well. ASL, ASL. ASL, yeah. So we convinced Which, people... Which, you know, at the time, it wasn't that long ago since uh, MSN had existed and ASL was like a sort of well-known thing. Yeah, and we like tried to replicate the chat the, rooms and stuff. Yeah, we tried to replicate this uh, slam dunk a couple of years ago. And, got, and uh, yeah, it wasn't the same reaction, was it? What, what, what was it she said? Oh, she wasn't like, you fucking losers, you <laughs> Yeah, the old tricks don't work anymore. Well, no, we, uh, so we had a couch, uh, a blow-up couch someone bought. And we decided it would be quite funny to tell people as they were walking past. They were doing an MTV, wasn't it? Normally, ladies, or a couple, I think we interviewed a couple, and we get them to sit down, and there was no camera there. But we, <laughs> what was the cell? What was the pitch? No, I don't know. But this is... Just reading, wasn't it? You just, you know. And the first question would always be over. ASL. ASL, ASL. Yeah. And it was amazing how on uh, uh, some people didn't know what that meant. Yeah. That's, so what, if, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't that long ago since MSN. So. But it was age, sex, location. That's right. Which is pretty obvious. Perfect icebreaker. Uh, but it didn't go down too well. Not as well as the half naked half mile. Oh, yeah. That's where that originated from. But I wasn't there for that. I didn't do it. I, I, I got cold feet. I ran round the first little loop with you, but then you decided to all go off to the main 
Arena. Arena. Just in our pants. And didn't George get bottled? <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> I swear someone chucked something. So how many? How many of you went to the main arena? Oh, that's a tough question. I don't know. Um, I don't know. More than more than five. Five to ten of us. And all it, all just in your underwear. Yeah. It's quite tame, really. I mean, but it is mad to think that in a in a field that's holding a hundred and fifty thousand people. Oh, it wasn't that many at that point, was it? I think it was. Oh, I think over the weekend there was maybe that yeah. many. Then uh, maybe camping was say eighty thousand yeah, to hundred or something. So. And with day tickets, it went up. But you are literally just in your pants and trainers. Legging it from Brown Camp? Was it where we stayed? <laughs> the appropriately named. No, I think we stayed orange? in Orange. Orange. Yeah, and I think it became Brown was purple. the one that always flooded. Yeah. And that, that was, was the one down by the Thames. Yeah. And you've run, and it wasn't half mile. If anything, it was probably a mile. <laughs> I couldn't do it now. What, why couldn't you do it now? Because I'm out of shape. No, but w- could, would you happily just drop down to your pants? Oh, well, that's a good point, actually. I suppose it's probably not the most responsible thing to do as an adult is it it's just funny to think that we you know thought that would be funny and then legging it down to the it arena it became a, a like a party piece really we did it outside of reading oh it's carried, house yeah, it carried on to and uh, residential, and residential areas i just find it hilarious um <laughs> i certainly haven't done it for a long time is there any other <coughs> moments you can sort of remember from the campsite that sort of the bean war was a pretty shit one because I left my tent and dad was really pissed off because that was his favourite tent but it got covered in beans in some sort of fight with the tent next to us we weren't throwing the beans they were involved in a fight with someone else and like four cans of beans hit oh, my yeah. tent and I was like I'm not well, by the end of the weekend them. it always got a bit rough didn't it that Sunday night they'd, they'd, they'd be full on riots like yeah, people yeah, would yeah. like well, bring the down the toilet blocks yeah. uh, at Leeds famously the toilet blocks were thrown over and Jesus. you'd hear rumours of what was happening at Leeds oh, best oh god you know I think that, I think probably that had a lot to do with my perception of the north before I, I went there well yeah <laughs> just well, what I used to hear about Leeds Festival um, the ice cream van that became a uh, a tradition that you would go and get the ice cream oh, I didn't even think of that and one. Then shove it in your face <laughs> cheers fella and I'd, <laughs> by shoving it in his face I mean literally shoved it in your face have you still got that video yeah well yeah. maybe we'll release that I, by the way thank you for that second video of me of oh, the robot rock one from yeah today yeah, okay. if you haven't checked out our last episode uh, there's a couple of videos been released of Liam and I playing guitar to uh, Daft Punk Robot Rock yeah but the second one's even more embarrassing <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where that's come from <laughs> oh plenty more plenty more in the archives um, so one of the, the, the build ups to Reading Festival that I always enjoyed was e-festivals yes uh, is it still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite the same as what it was. But back then, they used to have um, rumoured, strong rumoured, confirmed. Mm. And you could send in rumours. So, like, say you knew a band was in Europe, you'd be like, well, look at the dates, look at the dates. Did you ever send that in? Oh, possibly sent one in, which ended up being confirmed. Uh, But it was obvious because they were literally playing London. I mean, you check this every day. Every day, yeah, and I'd I'd be like I'd cut, one of us would come in and like, have you seen Lesser Jacob? Strong rumoured like yeah. that basically means that we confirmed, you yeah. know, and you'd get all excited e festivals and you just 
yeah, check it every day. It became like a part of life. Yeah. I just remember the list filling up over the period of months. It might have been my homepage. Yeah, potentially, yeah. I, I remember that forum on there as well. Like, you'd occasionally get some good advice from people that have been to the festival for different things. Like, do you remember I used to always put um, my clothes into separate uh, carrier bags? Yeah, yeah. I'd read that on e-festivals where someone was like, and then if it floods, you've got another... Yeah, yeah, but also it allows you to sort your clothes each day so you're not putting that's dirty clothes back on yeah oh I did live in like the same pair of shorts though most of the weekend but yeah t-shirts yeah underwear and you'd always have a little bit of money left over wouldn't you for the old uh, the shops on the in the arena the vintage stores and oh, the yeah. old second hand band t-shirts and yeah. bought a lot of shit from there over the years didn't you uh, well yeah. <laughs> I've just realised what we've danced over and I, I do hate that a lot of the memories seem to involve me being the butt of the joke or the uh, reason behind the story. But um, obviously the, uh, what would you call it? Uh, not quiz, the challenge. Men versus females. And for a million points, if you got a tattoo... Oh, we did like a uh, scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Yeah, that was it. And, uh, you know, the girls went off and got a pair of boxes off a bloke and stuff like that. And we'd have to go off and find something you get points for yeah, yeah. everything. And the bottom one was million points, get a tattoo. And in my drunken state, I went and got... I don't think you were that drunk. I've seen the video footage of me sat there and, you know, <laughs> I'm not pretty... I'm not in the best of states. But, yeah, I would have probably got it sober. <laughs> And I went and paid 40 quid, you all chipped in, yeah. six quid each, yeah. for... You won us the competition. A Canada Water tattoo, uh, the band uh, what we were in. Um, I remember being there, He, the tattooist finished his joint. <laughs> That's when you know you got a quality Put his pint down on the bin that oh. was next to my chair and just tattoo. he just showed me a picture and went, that all right? I went... Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and then tattooed me too high up my ankle. Have you? You've not changed it, have you? Have no, you it's exactly the same. It's still there. Wow. CW, but it looks like CIV. <laughs> C-I-V. It doesn't... I don't know why I'm going to look at it now. Um, but yeah, we got a million points and that was it. Game over. That was good. Yeah. Was good fun. Again, but that was when we started really fully embracing everything. I swear, didn't George get a piercing? I can't remember. I swear someone got a piercing. Of all the places to get their uh, a piercing. Yeah, to keep it clean. It's tough, at a right? festival. I remember I stretched my ears at one reading. Ooh. I bought a stretcher there and thought, fuck it, I can't wait. I'll stretch it now. And did that and it bled. I think a few years I stretched my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> not, not narcotics or anything like that. Just, <laughs> what, just in your tent? You know, just... <laughs> Just you sat there with open, your playlist on. Open your mind, doesn't it? The festival that, experience. That was always one, wasn't it? Trying to keep the phone battery going. Oh, yeah. Buying other batteries off yeah, Amazon yeah. back Yeah, in just the day. cheap ones, yeah. Nokia batteries. I think, I think this is probably, maybe 2009 might have been the first year I went with an iPhone. And I don't think I even took it, actually. Because I think that was the first year I had an iPhone. I think I might have reverted back to my basic. Yeah, I you didn't. You, what, did. you didn't need it, really. It was only to find out where people were. Yeah. But the thing is, you wouldn't get those texts through for about a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, So you'd be sat at home or at work a few weeks later and you get a text through to say, I'm at the uh, lock-up stage. Yeah. What good's that to me now, you know? (laughs) Um, 
obviously other memorable moments from the festival, we've both got fond memories of Cornelius Cobb. Right. Yeah. Uh, the corn and the cob seller. That's all yeah, he yeah. sold. I think it was probably four quid for a corn and the cob, butter and a choice of topping. Oh, yeah. And you had the spicy one one time. You didn't yeah. like it. I had Regret to wash it that. Off. Regretted that. That was uh, many hours spent in the portaloo. Got it in your eye, didn't you? I think I did. Yeah. How do you remember that detail? <laughs> but it was good, wasn't it? About it? We were, you were joking before this, and I'd forgotten. You said about the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. stand that showed up well, you, you, there was like the staples each year so chip baguette was just like every year yeah you get chip baguette. chip baguette yeah it was probably the best meal you could get because it was just stodge it just set yeah, you up for drinking up, filled you up cheap lovely yeah very little chance of getting food poisoning with chip baguette <laughs> yeah yeah that's right. it but there were yeah. other stands that came and go uh came and went obviously cornelius cobb was one of them uh yorkshire pudding Yorkshire pudding, the the roast dinner in a Yorkshire pudding, that was a great one. Uh, The corn branded stand they had one year, that was really good. But yeah, the Ben and Jerry's year, that was uh, you ate a lot of that, didn't you? Yeah, I swear it was like two fifty a scoop. Two fifty, that was it. Yeah, little tub for I cookie dough was mine. Oh, caramel choo choo for me. We that would be like one of the first places we went, wasn't it? Was it to the right as you went in the arena? Yeah. Uh, Oh god, that's that's the sort of fun we had in two thousand and five. Before we yeah. were drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think. Chips and gravy was like another one that I swear they did, but I wasn't eating pizza then or wraps or anything. Mm. I don't think falafel was a big one at festivals then. No, not really. It was, this predates burritos. Which is why and... we were on the chip wrap, yeah. uh, the chip baguettes. Baguette. I could p- polish off maybe three of them in a day. Yeah, many a dinner sat in front of Marilyn Manson or <laughs> the Kings of Leon eating my chip baguette. Yeah, many... I'd love it though, because these are everyone's done it. Everyone knows the, the the. It's totally different now. Some of the festivals we've been to in more recent years, they've got like five veggie stands. Well, you know, you know, Slam Dunk this year just gone. It was actually really good for food. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, proper proper food. Yeah, like not terribly almost, long queues either. You almost grab a meal out of it. But um, I was thinking back uh, to some of the you know the e festivals thing and like memorable moments and the stages remember like what the sp- do you remember when they used to announce the special guests yeah and you'd be like guessing Was, who they were wasn't there a thing I, I was talking to someone about this the other day that they used to have like a chelsea football player on the lineup and that would be a secret set i can't it might not have been chelsea it might have been tottenham i don't know yeah, yeah. i don't know football that well but I'm sure they put one on each year, especially for the first couple of years that we were going. Yeah. And that would be a secret set. And it would normally be on Festival Republic. Yeah. Can you remember like a code? Yeah. I don't know. Frank so, Lampard? <laughs> Not the Chelsea players. <laughs> oh, who actually? Yeah, any oh, of no, the bands. So no, then sorry. Crooked Vultures was one. I right. can't remember what name they were down as. That was that Dave Grohl. Yeah. The fella from yeah, I remember that happening, and people going, "Hey, Dave Grohl's drumming on the yeah Radio with One. the fella from like, Led Zeppelin, you know, <laughs> um, no, and Josh Holm." Yeah, that's right. And they shut; they actually shut that area. That was when they moved the Radio One yes, stage because they were to the worried back about corner. a crush. Yeah, and they um they put up massive metal barriers, like, and it was mad. I remember one of the latter years I went in 2012. In fact, the second to last year. I'm waiting for a pass to get in, so I can't complain too much. And suddenly, there have been rumours of Green Day being over this way. 
and they came on, the Radio 1 tent. And I heard the whole set from outside of the bloody festival not in there. And they debuted two new songs. They played for an hour. Hits and two new songs. How gutted is that, you Mm. know? Um, I did get in for them Crooked Vultures, though, but wasn't my thing, to be honest. It was just interesting to see Dave Grohl drumming. Um, Unfortunately, once you were in, you were in. So I, to, so I think I sat at the back somewhere. I didn't stay in the in the stage. But they're the only two I can really remember. I can't remember that many. No, I don't know. I mean, I can't remember. If it, if it, if it happened, it wasn't on my remit. You know, mm. I, I didn't. I wasn't. Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily bands that we were into. No, exactly. I think Biffy did one maybe one year mm. really early on, and I wasn't into them then, which is random because what I'd like to discuss now is memorable sets. <clears throat> Biffy Clyro in 2007 is one of mine. Uh, they weren't headlining or anything. I think they were third from top on the radio on one stage. But it was the first time I'd ever seen them. I think I went with Ali and someone else. Uh, and I saw two amazing sets that year. Uh, and Biffy was one of them, you know. And it still stands out now. It's just, it was so energetic. And the tent was rammed. And I'd never really... They'd just released Puzzle. And I loved that album. So I was like, well, I'm going to make the effort to go and see him. And I think Ali came with me. And so that was one of my memorable sets from the whole time going, really. I think we talked about quite a lot of the memorable ones, not just today, but in other shows as well. Because I think we talked about that Frank Turner show um, set that was on the Festival Republic, Carling, whatever it was at that point, which was around the time when he'd started playing solo. Yeah. Uh, And it was like a culmination of like, the following that he'd built up and the tent was packed, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't a huge crowd, but everyone that was there was really into it. That, yeah. Like I'll never forget that. Loud. It was that a was loud really crowd. Um, you the, got any other, the lesson Jake, one I mentioned earlier on in 2003. Yeah. Like, you know, that was, but we went on to see them at yeah. Reading maybe five, 2006, six, swinging around the t-shirts around the head. Yeah. Wish I had for, my own flag. My own flag. Um, I saw them in 2008 instead of Rage Against Machine. Yeah, I saw Rage, which uh, is a memorable set. That was pretty mad, seeing them come up dressed as uh, prisoners from Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, that's right. Because I saw the start of it before I headed over. Yeah. It was, um, but they've headlined the they headlined the lock-up a couple of times less than Jake, didn't they? Yeah. I remember, I think it might have been that same year, actually, seeing Gaslight for the first time. Really early on, in yeah, the day, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, you dragged me along on lockup, and just having got into them. Do um, you know who was on before them? No, Plain White Tees. Oh, pretty sure I we watched part of Plain White Tees because we saw Hayden and Delilah, and then I think we stayed for. God, yeah, that was a big hit at that time, um, wasn't it? I think we then stayed for Gaslight. You know, I I don't want to be quoted on that. So, what year do you think we first saw Gaslight? Two thousand and eight. 2008, so let's have a look. It was around the time that 59 Sound came out. No, I'm wrong there. I've completely... I've told (laughs) a complete fucking lie. (laughs) So what year was Plain White Tees? I do remember seeing Plain White Tees, actually, but I I didn't remember seeing them before Gaslight. No, I remember seeing them on early. Yeah. Um... I don't think it matters. No one cares when we saw Plain White Tees. I don't, I don't know why I'm now. <laughs> Does anyone remember Plain White Tees? They had a song in a bloody uh, Parker Pen advert. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was one of them. Um, Take Me Away. Do you remember? 
Do you remember seeing Adequate Seven first on? Yeah. That was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, One yeah. of those bands that sort of we didn't The problem is with the with the lockup is it took the first few bands for the sound to be any good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like common thing each year. Well, that year, um, so King Blues opened and Adequate Seven opened the second day. Right. So, you know, definitely they were, they were the sort them. of bands that definitely yeah. were opening those uh, stages for a while. Other ones. Um, Manchester Orchestra. That was really good you on the Radio that. 1. Yeah, yeah. Ten, I think that was 2009. That, that was probably one of the first ones where people started branching off and going to see bands that a lot of the crowd hadn't yeah. heard of. But before. that never that never worried me. Like I just if there was something that I got into, like Zox. Do you remember seeing yeah, Zox? Yeah. That was two thousand and six. Was that the same year as Bedouin? Yeah. 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 And you dragged me to both of them and I ended up loving both of them. You know, and I think that's what festivals do because if there's a gap to fill you're like you were like, look, come and see this band, they do that song, you'll know that song. And uh, Isley was another one, yeah, which was yeah. just, I was like, oh, blimey, I'm glad I've come to see them. Cause well, that was around the time that New Found Glory had done that Coming Home album, and yeah, they'd featured on it, yeah, yeah, which so I it wasn't a million miles away from that sound wise. Uh, do you remember Jimmy Eat World headlining, yeah, the lockup, yeah, that yeah, was and it was the same day that they did um, the main stage, yeah, yeah, because there was a little trend of that for a while, wasn't there, where a band would do a Billy Talent main stage it. and then a um, Alex on Fire did it, did Jimmy Flogging did Molly, Flogging Molly did it, yeah. yeah, in one of the latter years, and I think we uh, we went to see them on the lockup possibly because we thought it would be a better crowd because I think mm. I seem to remember him making some sort of joke, you know, this is where we belong. You know, we, we, main stage was fun. But yeah, a lot of bands seem to do that. My Chem did main stage and Radio 1. I remember because the, they did the two shows in one day, didn't they? Because they, of scheduling, they had to play Leeds and Reading the same oh, day. That's and I remember seeing the helicopter coming over. And, and everyone going, oh, that's my That's my chemical romance. So they literally got dropped off at the festival. Um, there's a couple of good ones from that year that I came for a couple of days in 2011. Uh, just as we got in, because I sort of arrived a bit late on the f- Saturday, came through from the uh, from the guest entrance and Madness were just on the main stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that was really good. That's a highlight for um, me. That was and such that same a good day, festival performance. That same day seeing uh, Boss Tones for the first time. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was great because I didn't expect to get to come that day. And Capdown again. Yeah. Uh, they did four and five Capdown. Three on the trot year off back again you know um i think it became a bit of a running joke that we'd have to see cap down at yeah, yeah it was um, the uh tradition. but jimmy well played straight after madness on the main stage that year yeah i remember that um yeah it was a it's been some really strong years like um newfound glory bring me the rise and rise against deftone offspring 30 seconds to mars and my chem i watched 30 seconds to mars because there was nothing else on and it was exactly how I thought it would be. It was I wasn't overly impressed. It was all about him, and it was more showman, him being a showman, than it was about the live performance. I don't, I just didn't get it. Uh, Frank Turner was on the main stage that year. Oh yeah, he was. Um, he'd hurt himself. He'd hurt his back, hadn't he? And he came out on a wheelchair. Is that was that that <laughs> yeah, year? I, think oh, so. I was trying to remember what year that was. But friendly fires. 
were fourth from top on the main stage. I still don't know who they are. No, we didn't. We have a badge once. Yeah, a, a Robert Fish gig. Someone handed us a badge. A Shepherd's yeah, Bush. Yeah, I still don't know who they are. Um, but yeah, you know the view. It's mad, really, to think the bands. But what I laugh about is that was when they started doing the fonts for the Radio One co-headliners right, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'd look at the thing and slowly more and more of the actual band's font. So the next year, Justice headlined the Radio One stage. Yeah. which That was great. Which yeah. I almost forgot in preparation for the bands I want to see live. But yeah. So great. 2012, they did that. And they were on at the same time as Foo Fighters. Uh, okay. I didn't see them do it 2012. I saw that in 2008, I believe. So they obviously came back and did it again. Because come to think of it, I'm not sure if I remember them co-headlining. Yes, that was it. Justice, uh, Justice played fourth from top. Yeah. That before the, that, that Bullet the for My Valentine. That was the time I saw them. Which is weird, because I remember it being dark. Yeah, it was... You'd get, darker. Yeah, it get darker, wouldn't it, on the day. Plus, you're well, partially in the tent. That year on the lockup was Les and Jake, Pennywise, Frank Turner. Uh, Solid year. Goldfinger. This must have been the rage year. Gallows, that was the year they'd just done Warp Tour and he came on, he went, we had to come home because we needed a decent fucking cup of tea. Well, you know, I was thinking about this earlier on, that actually, you often get lucky with uh, who'd played Warp Tour that yeah. year because obviously Reading Festival was the weekend after Warp Tour had finished. Yeah. Uh, and there was a time when Warp Tour actually came and was part of Reading, yeah, wasn't yeah, there, for yeah. a couple of years. Um, but what you'd often find, because I used to get the... Um, the Warp Tour compilations each year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did as well. Uh, there'd be bands that I'd find on that that I liked that then occasionally would play Reading that same year. Yeah, And yeah. I'm pretty sure Zox and Bedouin were two from that. I, I Yeah. I saw the Gaslight, actually. Were they on it, were they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was... There was, like, the last few dates. I think they maybe had to miss two Warp Tour dates to be able to get back in, over in time. It was, like, two really outskirt ones. And I think if the money was good for Reading, they de- they all seemed to jump ship. I think the Bronx said they did it one year, but yeah, it was it, you could definitely suss. But you, that would almost I remember looking at e festivals and seeing the Warp Tour lineup and going, well, that might rule all of them out. And saying, oh, well, Real Big Fish won't be over this year because they're doing all, the whole of Warp Tour. Whereas if a band was like, oh, we're doing some of Warp Tour, you'd be like, yep. Yeah, you're coming over. <laughs> You're coming over. You'll be here, you know. And if they were doing download in June, that pretty much wrote them off for potentially coming back in August to do Reading, unless there was a tour in between, which took them around Europe for so many months. And you, so if they were doing download, you were pretty much like, oh, they're not doing Reading then, because they like, these bands weren't able to come over like twice a year. Um, probably be different now. A lot of bands seem to do back and forth, back and forth, like Les and Jake, I imagine, would jump on a plane for whatever money they're getting and be like, yeah, we'll be back over in two months to do it all again, mm. wherever. Uh, Boomtown, we're coming back for Boomtown in two months, you know, and they just go home. But I suppose if you're a touring band, logistically, you can't, and you're from America, you can't do every British festival because where's the exclusiveness? Where How are you selling yourself? It was, you know, it was always interesting to see how these bands got booked. Because if you were one of the smaller bands, filling out the Radio 1 stage and stuff like that, you probably did have to be a bit choosy. Um, And we obviously never got to play it, but I would have loved to know what went into sort of, you know, 
could we have got on it as the level we were? Well, obviously not. We never we never played it. But like Frank Turner always jokes that he's done it like ten times, mm. and they call him Mister Mister Redding. Mister Redding, and you do think, well, where do you get? Where do you stop? Because he's he, has he done it the last few years? I don't, I don't think know. he has. I don't think so. Um, so the last year I went, the I only went for a day, um, and it was System of Down, Green Day, Frank Turner, Bring Me. The Horizon Alkaline Trio were on one of the days. Which year was that? That was 2013. I just just had one day ticket. Um, Tom got um, tickets uh, via Crystal Fighters, who he was working for at the time, who were headlining the... It was known as the Festival Republic still then. Churches were... I seem to remember seeing the tail end of Churches, but mm. not knowing who they yeah, were. Yeah, this would have been the, the year that their debut album came out. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like the most insane year um that was when they like the posters was almost split into stages rather than days so you wouldn't quite know who you were getting unless you did a bit of research like the la- the bottom of this poster is just bands rather than saturday friday right. um but yeah it was an interesting one i just got absolutely hammered i spent a fortune 120 pound on alcohol that wow. day what, in I the ju- arena nah stayed in the backstage all day pretty much bar going to see crystal fighters just to see what tom was working it was weird like i seemed to wind it down the last three years I'd, i went from weekend two days one day done <laughs> and that was my 10 years on the trot wow. would you would you go back for the right day the right lineup if depending on how much the tickets are now for a day i might go for the rage day i think it'd be a really surreal experience actually to even just to go just around that area of of just where we've got so many memories yeah of like the entrance do you not and... do you not think it would be a bit like oh that wasn't over there when i went oh there's always they, that risk they've moved that you know and I, don't... I don't know if that would bother me so much i think i'd just be curious to see what they'd done but there is always that risk that you'd would you go... come yeah for the right the Price. right lineup no price, not so much. Just yeah. the right lineup. So at the moment, that Sunday is. But it's tough to get a day, isn't it? Now because, as we said earlier on, it's so spread. Well, I'll, I'll tell you now. If I go at the moment, it's for one band, and that's Rage. Mm. Cortinas, I despise. Yeah, there's been years where I've looked at it and I thought Tom Grenham, or however you pronounce his name, Grenham. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, but like we said, like I said earlier, it's not for us. So at the moment, I'm just not bothered by anyone. Not anyone. Like the the pit yeah, that day is fever free, free, free. Which I know, I uh, you know the chaps from Let Live, uh, the front man. I forget his name, and he's a decent front man. I've seen Let Live. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Fever Free. The Creeper, I've seen. You know, I don't even know the other three on that stage. I know idols and water parks, but I'm not bothered by them. Other than that, I don't know anyone else on that day. Mm. Of so the, it's going to be a tough task yeah. spending ninety quid on that. <laughs> of the, of the festivals that exist now, that you know, we talk about some of these regional ones. Do you feel that there is one that lineup wise is reminiscent of the type of lineups we would have had at Reading ten, fifteen years ago? Do you get what I'm saying? So the the, the type of splits of artists in terms that they of have, relativity, what are we saying as headliners, the same headliners, just the, the sort of vibe of who it is. Because you know, if you look at something like 
Slam Dunk. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So Slam Dunk is the sort of bands that you see on there are the sort of bands you might have seen on Warp Tour 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, there a yeah. festival in the UK that is carrying that flag of the type of acts that you might have seen at Reading 10, 15 years ago? No. Do you think there is? No, I don't know. I just, I just wondered. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there is. I wonder the the closest I'd possibly say. I don't know if it's the one you've pulled up, but I wonder. Sometimes I look at Victorious, and I think they might be somewhere near. Okay, the yeah, sort, yeah. The sort of act. I and the pulled sort up of Truck Festival. Yeah, which it's all comparable in size, but it's funny, really, talking about bands that were around, like Pigeon Detectives. Are on there. Um, the Hives, Blossoms are a, a modern band. Bombay Bicycle Club, The Kooks, Catfish and the Bottom, DMAs, Larue. So they're not massive names. Victoria seems to have bigger names than that. Mm. But but those ones you just read, read out there. I mean, I could imagine that being the Radio One stage from two thousand and nine. Say. Yeah, that makes sense. So this year, Victorious is Ian Brown, The Streets, and Royal Blood. Yeah. And you can imagine probably at their prime, all of them headlining Reading. Mm. Uh, Ian Brown has headlined. That sounds like a Saturday main stage at Reading. Yeah, with maybe the street supporting Ian Brown. Yeah. Uh, Royal... I do think Royal Blood is probably... Special guests. Yeah. <laughs> Nile Rogers and Sheik, I don't think, would have made the no. Reading lineup. No. Um, but Johnny Marr, you know, probably might have got a Radio 1. Yeah, headline. Yeah, got a co-headline Co. or something. Um, the Kooks, Circaways, Peter Hook and the like. Terror Vision seem to be doing the rounds at all these festivals at the moment. But yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're right. You know, the year before it was the Libertines and Kaiser Chiefs shared seven. You know, also the Lightning Seeds though. So hmm. I don't. Reading in its prime, and I don't know what year you'd say that was. Um, but definitely the nineties and the two thousands. Some of those lineups are insane, and I think. I, one of my regrets is that we almost didn't go for the weekend in 2003 because some of the bands that played, All American Rejects, Sugar Cult, The Used, Good Charlotte, Primal Scream, Sum 41, System of Down, Metallica. That was the Friday. Well, I can remember. Wait. No, that was the Sunday, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I can remember going on that for that day and they had on the main stage, like, who else is coming up this yeah, weekend? Yeah. And just feeling like, oh, I want to stay for the whole thing. Well, yeah, you know, like... Blur, Beck, Doves, The Streets, The Libertines, Junior Senior. <laughs> what that was... Um, Move your feet. Yeah, don't stab, don't yeah. stab. But even... Christ, they were one hit wonder. This was the Radio Reading. 1 stage on the Friday. Air Fi, 100 Reasons, Mars Volta. You know, massive, the Futureds. That was a great year. That Pennywise Lagwagon, the Ataris, Alkaline Trio, Mad Caddies. The movie life, King Prawn, Frice, Funeral for a Friend. That's a pretty strong lineup. Maybe that's my only regret then, not going into in 2003 for the whole weekend. Have you got any? Uh, not surviving 2010, being oh, unwell course, and yeah. not making it through that weekend. And I think that would have been a good uh, weekend to have done. Um, uh, there's probably. Uh, a few regrets, bands you wish yeah, clashes. Um, Hold steady instead of newfound glory. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything you really. change if you could do it? If you could go back to 
2003 and redo all those years is there anything well, I regret not doing 2004 as well and I think that was in part because some of our other friends at the time couldn't go that year yeah and I said oh no I'll, I'll go next year yeah I don't know why I didn't just go <laughs> I'd love to have seen Green Day that year yeah yeah it's uh because I didn't then see them for about another 10 years yeah it makes sense yeah I don't think I'd change anything too much I think I'd do more of the same there was no real bad decisions. I'd even do torch and face again. <laughs> Just explain torch and face for. That's where you hold a audience. torch. Everyone bows their head. You sit. Uh, everyone lowers their head. No, close their eyes or lower their head. Oh, I can't lower. remember. And uh, I face the torch at someone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Uh, has a guess at who the torch is facing at <laughs> and then I turn the torch on and you see if you're right Greg quite often chose himself <laughs> which I'll let you know this is a secret now Greg it made me not want to pick you um, but yeah you know good luck to anyone who's going might be that I go for a day this year um, someone's expressed an interest in going just for the rage day but that you know like we said times move on and I'm just pleased we've got the memories of it. Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and now you have them too. Well, yeah, um, you normally see us out. So how can they find you? We've said that they can find us at Two Track Mind Pod on all the socials. But where can they find you, Liam? You can find me across the internet at Liam Toms and liamtoms.com. And I am run with, at Run With Ed on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. So if you've got memories from your years at Reading... Or Leeds, you know, not just not, not being biased here. You yeah, know, if you went to Leeds, it's the same thing, just different field, uh, a bit rougher at times. But you know, uh, share your memories with us because, as we said at the top of the episode, it's been really nice doing these shows. And every episode, people reach out with their own experiences. Yeah, um, yeah. But also, you know, if you've got a festival that you'd recommend, let's hear about it. Let's uh, let's see what we've been missing around the country. Because we're older now, we're happy to travel. Yeah, I've always liked the sound of truck. Yeah, I, yeah, Oxford, isn't it? Yeah, I'd quite, yeah, I'd, I'd quite happily go. There was a time when the lineups used to be massive, didn't they? People really like um, the two thousand trees. Is it two thousand? Yeah, two thousand trees. Yeah, and there's so many good festivals of uh, latitude. There's there's loads around there. There was a dip where you'd hear of festivals just going, and it'd be like, oh, they're not doing it this year for whatever reason. Festivals seem to be back. With a bit of a boom, like 2000 Trees not so long ago would have been one of those festivals you thought, ah, oh, that's not going to last. And it is. Smashing it. Yeah. Really big band. Maybe we'll do that one year rather than Slam Dunk. Mm-hmm. Do a 2000 Trees and spread our wings slightly. Excellent. Well, anyway. wherever we go, you'll hear about it here on the Two Track Mind podcast feed. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.